It's time for Bohemian Chat City. Sitting at home, right? You're minding your own business, watching TV, and your nine-year-old ninjas himself out of his room, around the back of you, and actually slides his arm around you and puts you in an actual chokehold. Uh, first thing I would do is try and punch my way out of it, bro. I freaked out. <laughs> I freaked out. Like I, he caught me. He caught me in a time where like the whole logical thought process goes out the window yeah like goes out the window so he tries you know it's your immediate flight or fight response yeah like and and dude i fly like i <laughs> you flew fly. yeah dude like usually i fight you know because i'm yeah. like he has little dainty arms i could just pull it off but dude he got me right in the, you know usually i'll drop my chin and protect on yourself, a sleeper yeah. hold and keep him from doing it no, bro, he got he got it around. He did that and then just jerked back real quick. Like, he locked hands yeah. and jerked back real quick. I mean, he was quick, too, right? So, he does that, and I'm like, immediately, I'm just like, Arr! you know? And, like, the immediate loss of breath, just, like, I go, I go into panic mode. Yeah. Like, my nine-year-old has the upper hand finally, <laughs> you know? And At I'm least like, once in his life. Bro, like, and so I start freaking out freaking out not not trying to pull his arm off my neck but i keep like grabbing <laughs> air for stuff and then finally it dawns on me just pull his arm out <laughs> so finally like i get this like glimpse i mean we're talking like five seconds he ain't letting go i'm like trying to tap out like <laughs> that's like, how it's like i'm yeah, like in my mind, I'm like tap, tap, tap. You know, he'll let go. Uh, he ain't letting go. He's waiting for that five count rope break. Yeah, you know. So I finally, I just grab his arm and like fling him over me, <laughs> right? And he gets up laughing, looking at me like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" It's that moment right there that just set the precedence for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay, I've always had the upper hand. You know, it's one of those things, like, when I was a kid, my dad, you know, I, I'd always, and even as, as a teenager, you know, I'd, I'd look at my dad like, you know what, I think I could take you. Mm -hmm. And he'd tell me, well, if you think you're big enough, come do it. I'm like, going to guess you never did. No, no. My dad was 6'2", <laughs> yeah. you know, always a stout man. Had always. tree trunks for hands. Yeah. You know? So, no. But you know what I'm scared of? Mm -hmm. And I won't tell this to him. I'm scared he's going to get that 6'4 gene that's in my family somewhere mm -hmm. that nobody else has gotten because I'm one of the shorter men in my family. Yeah. Uh, I'm 5'11". Yeah. You know, all my all my cousins, they're all like 6'1", six six mm -hmm. but nobody has hit 6'4 since my great-grandfather. Yeah. I'm scared Jackson's going to get that. <laughs> and he's going to look at me one day and he's like, you know what, I think I can take you. And he actually will. You lose No, you lose the power then. Or even, you know, he could be 5'11 and just be kind of, like, muscular. And I'm yeah. old. Like, bro, that right there, that moment he put his arm around my neck and pulled back, I didn't just uh, manhandle the situation. Right then, I was like, <laughs> he's going to whoop me one day. I'm not going to lie. I would have loved to see that happen. Bro, I'm talking about, like, legs kicking. 
and everything. Like, what is going on? Bro, you'd have thought I was Emma throwing a fit. I oh, really? Yeah, and then when he gets done, like, he's laughing, and then he starts crying because I get on to him. Like, <laughs> my immediate response is like, get, you don't do that. Get mad at him. Yeah, bro, and then I then I had to, like, go apologize. Yeah. He's like, all right, man, he got me good. Yeah, because we, cause we do that to him all the time. Yeah, like, he got me good, though. He, he got the upper hand on me. But, dude, kids. Yeah. <sighs> dude, I'm so rough with my kid. For I'm dude, I'm not lying. I am so absolutely surprised CPS has not got called on you from your new neighbors. Like any around. Why? Bro, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, Why? Totally. Now, full disclaimer, people, don't be calling CPS on my boy Marshall. Uh he is like he doesn't beat his daughter. He just wrestles with her. Just she, a really rough wrestling she, matches. And she asks for it most of the time. Marshall's daughter is his only kid. Okay, he didn't have any boys. He Close treats enough. her like one. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, I mean, he's like, you know what? If this is what I got, this is what I'm working with. Yeah, he's rougher on on his daughter than I am on my son. <laughs> this is true. You got to watch Jackson because he'll try and go for the the undercarriage. Yeah, and I've gotten to where I just like I have to hit him back. Uh huh. You know, because I'm like, you need to feel his pain. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> you don't do it. Maddie, um, so she's ten, and she'll be eleven in July. And I'm pretty sure she's going to start her female stuff and start growing in those areas. She got me in my undercarriage one day. <laughs> so when she when she wasn't paying attention, I caught her in her chest. <laughs> like, mm, you know, and she, she started crying. And I said, now you know how it feels. I said, you can't do that. I said, that's the one that's one of the two biggest things I don't like is Obviously getting hit in the undercarriage. And the second one is if I'm wearing my hat, do not rip my hat off my head. Period. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves is somebody slapping my hat off my head. What's my biggest pet peeve, Marshall? Oh, what did you tell me? I already forgot. It happened Friday at dinner. Oh, crap, dude. I'm so, I'm already double dipping. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is usually how I handle it, right? This is everybody. Like My own wife don't double dip me. So we go to Chili's. I always have to order an extra salsa. Just for yourself? Just for me, so I can make sure nobody puts their eating chip in there. And Jackson's bad about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude, I can't stand that kid. When he eats, Mm -hmm. I cannot stand that kid. Okay, so Maddie's just like me, like, which is scary, very scary. Because I look at her, I look at her, and I'm just like, that's a female version of me. Oh, hell. (laughs) So, I have a feeling I'm in for a rude awakening. When she hits about 14. Yeah. But it's cool. I love my kid. I mean, I love having her. I love having kids. Or having, I'll take that back. I like having a kid. It's fun. It really is. And you can't say it's not fun. I always worry, like, if I ever had to choose one, which mm-hmm. one I would choose. If it if it came down to it and you only had to choose one, I think just because the way Jackson is, you'd choose him over Emma. I don't know, man. I really do. Cause I really st- do. Emma still lets me hold her. Yeah. I'm glad I'll never have to make that decision. No, that's true. You know? Oh, well, speaking. Well, the good news is I don't have to make that decision. So, speaking of Jackson, right? So, mm-hmm. I pick him up from school the other day, and he gets in the truck, right? And usually Jackson don't really say nothing when he gets in the truck. He gets in the truck, dude, and he brain ninja the crap out of me. What did he do? I mean, bro... <laughs> Listen, if I didn't know my son, I would be like, dude, what are you on? Mm-hmm. He comes in, right? He gets in the truck. He sets his bag down. Does not say anything, 
right? And I'm like, this is not out of the nor- ordinary. And then he pokes his head up before he buckles up right there, and he goes, Dad, would you rather go back in time and only play with one friend, or would you rather have all of your friends now bully you? Dang. And I was like, you know, at first I was like, okay. And then I got to think, I was like, bro, that is deep. Yeah. I was like, and I asked him, I said, well, if I go back in time, do I know what I know now? Or do I go back to being a kid and not knowing what the, you know, yeah. what I know now? And he was like, no, you know everything. So what was your answer? I was like, bro, I was like, any friend? And he was like, any friend. I was like, honestly, I'd go back in time and I'd be with your, with your papa. Yeah. I was like, I'd tell him not to get the surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I turn around and I brain ninja him, right? Because <laughs> he didn't know well, exactly what happened with Papa. So my dad died. Uh, Been a while. Four years ago. Four years ago, February. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. My dad died four years ago. Jackson was five. Jackson knew Papa. You know, Emma, like, you know, Emma has, I think she remembers what we say about him. The stories that yeah. are told. That so all, like she probably doesn't remember him. Well, she, she knows his face. She misses him a yeah. lot. Like, she always talks about how she misses Pawpaw. Yeah. But I think she just misses the memory that we have of him when we talk about it. You know, it's like she, I don't want to say romanticizes, but. Uh, Fantasizes. She has this, this notion of Pawpaw in her head. Of who he was, and and so she like makes it reality to her, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, so Jackson Jackson knew Paul Paul died and went to heaven, right? Yeah. And of course Emma does too, but we never disclosed how Paul Paul died. Yeah, and not even thinking about it, you know. And mm-hmm. keep in mind, my son just had nasal surgery what three weeks ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I went when Jackson asked me. Uh, who I'd go back with, I'd, I told him, I said, I'd go back and I'd tell Pawpaw not to get the surgery. And he was like, what surgery? I was like, well, the surgery that killed him. <laughs> not even thinking about it. Like, this was an epic parental fail on my part because he immediately went from, like, looking at me to do, like, deer in headlights. He was like, Pawpaw died in surgery? <laughs> like, he was thinking almost like surgery come back and killed Pawpaw. <laughs> Like a like a slasher film, yeah, you know, and like right then and there, I realized, oh, I done messed up. Now, now you, I got to explain. Now to I got to tell the boy. So yeah. I had to explain to him and Emma, and Emma's like, she's on my phone the whole time. She don't even care. Yeah, but like Jackson's freaking out because he was like, wait, am I gonna die? Because I had surgery. It's like a Freddy Krueger movie comes to you in yeah. your dreams. Yeah, yeah. So like I had to explain to him. I was like, bro, like Papa had a surgery that was a little more serious than yours. Yeah. And he never made it out of the surgery, even though technically he did. Yeah, well, it's easier to explain to him. He just... Yeah, but I had to explain Jackson. I was like, Jackson, you've already healed from your surgery. Yeah, you're, you're good. good. <laughs> you're good. You're good, man. Yeah. All right? Unless you take a baseball to the face, <laughs> I, th- I think you're going to be fine. But just the look of horror on this oh, kid's I can, face. I can... Oh, dude, you really need to get a camera inside your truck so when stuff like that happens it's recording bro here's here's the bad part you know i said i felt as a parent it wasn't that i dropped the ball on how pawpaw died right <laughs> okay it was the reaction i had to jackson's fear of what was going on yeah right because okay. like in my mind i saw that i just i just stumped him too yeah you know he had just stumped me with this like 
what is the meaning of life type question. Uh-huh. And I'm like, bro, I just got duped by my nine-year-old. Yeah. You know, so and, I, and I understand why you said your dad, obviously, for obvious reasons. But also knowing that you have the knowledge. If you went back in time, you still had all your knowledge. Oh, I'd invest in Apple. Well, that, <laughs> well, that too. I would also invest in toilet paper. It might take a little while Dude, to pay off, but you know it will. Every 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 bit of my money would go towards betting on uh, uh, the Patriots for the past decade, and then betting on Tampa Bay because you know the odds oh, were against oh, them I'm, going into the bowl. But um, anyways, but what I was gonna say, you had the knowledge, so you already knew at that point if you had all that knowledge that me and you were gonna be doing this sitting here. Yeah. talking so there was bro, no need for well, us to do it and my thought was i was like okay so i'm either going back to to hang out with one friend or all of my friends are bullying me now i'm like bro all my friends try to bully me now anyways they just can't do it because i'm too quick on them comebacks that's true so i was like naturally i'm gonna go back you know because in my mind i'm like bro i got this like i'm, I'm about to be a whole lot richer yeah you know and i told him and i also told myself for one i would also make sure that me and your mother still got together and married yeah you know but uh no here's here's where i felt as a parent right? okay so in this moment i'm having a serious moment with my son and i can see the fear in his eyes because now he realizes people can die in surgery yeah he may have already known it but it become real now because somebody he knows mm-hmm. died in surgery Right, so at this moment, I'm having to have a honest conversation with my son, like a young man. Yeah, and once I get done, I can still still see that it's bothering him. Now, most parents would make sure that their kid's okay, you know, and, and fully understands. My first reaction in my head, I didn't say it out loud, which I kind of wish I did now. <laughs> I was like, "That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get." Eddie much we are even don't you ever bring ninja me again <laughs> but like my immediate reaction when i saw the fear in his eyes i was like that's what you get yeah <laughs> point me oh there's been many a times where maddie's done something like that to me and then i'll just go back and just pop off with something you can see maddie's eyes get as big as you know that your computer screen and she and i'm just like what go to bed <laughs> yeah i'm like dude, conversation over i can't i can't with these kids sometimes it's definitely a learning experience every day yeah for real like there is people write all these books i honestly think half of the books that are written about kids are made up crap most of them anyway i'm sorry what advice can you give to somebody who somehow has relinquished control over to a five-year-old girl all right, so I usually wake him up by like tickling her, trying to get her in a good mood as she wakes up because I know I'm about to endure at least two meltdowns. Dude, all right, so I know how Emma likes to dress. Yes. I plan that accordingly. Yeah. Like I dress her to a T in her favorite stuff, either jeggings or like workout shorts. She is not like bluging anything. Mm-mm. Or you have to make her think it was her idea to wear it. Yeah, and if you can't do any of that or she can't wear any of that, good luck. It's a meltdown. I usually tickle her to get her in a good mood because that kind of helps, you know, keep her mind off. What can I destroy in this house right now? So this morning I'm trying to wake her up for school and I'm tickling her and she wakes up and rolls over and gives me this look like, what are you doing? I'm not in the mood. And what do I do? As a parent, usually you would just be like, all right, well, get up. Yeah. I retreat. (laughs) I'm like, my bad, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I apologize to my five-year-old for waking her up for school. I've apologized to Maddie. Only if we're wrestling and I truly hurt her and I can tell that I've actually 
she actually That's different. But in the mornings, you want to know how I wake up my kid? Hey, Maddie, time to get up. And I'll go in there and I'll I'll pat her on her back or like rub her back or her belly or something. And then about five minutes later, I'm not nice about it. Maddie, get up. You're going to be late for school. Let's go now. I don't want to. I don't care. Get up now. So I can. But I understand that. You know, I'm gentle with her. I, I try and keep it cool and calm and collective because Maddie's not a morning person whatsoever. Like she hates mornings. See, and I don't get that as kids. How are you not morning people? I don't get that. I have no idea. Because, like, Jackson's not a morning person. Emma is. Yeah. You know, versus, like, having to wear something she don't want to or her hair's not done the way she wants it. Oh, that's a big thing for Maddie is her hair. Messy bun, dude. Dude, no. Every day, Emma gets a messy bun. Maddie, if Maddie's hair is not perfectly combed and every individual strand of her hair is falling the way she wants it to, you would have thought World War Three just started. Emma's a messy bun girl. Ashley has got her on this like grown-up schedule where she only washes her hair like every two or three days. Right, yeah. because apparently it's not good to wash a girl's hair. Maddie only washes her hair every other day. Which is stupid because, I'm sorry, guys and girls' hair is not different. It's not different. Hair is hair. Hair I, is hair. I, I don't know. Boys wash their hair every day. But anyways. I don't. But Emma doesn't like to oh, brush wait, her don't hair have any either. Hair. That's true. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm failing at parent parenting. Mm-hmm. Like, horribly. No, we. every parent feels that way. Yeah, but I, I could kid you. I, I kid you not. At one point or fifty thousand points in any given time, a parent has felt like they have failed at something, and it's just the way it is. And I can tell you right now, no matter how old your kids get, you're gonna feel at some point or another that you have failed. Yeah. It just it is what it is when you're a parent, and there's nothing you're gonna be able to do about it to change it. it is what it is. I'm just like, you know, like there are times I feel like I'm failing as a parent, but then times I'm like, bro, they're going to like, they're going to sleep alive. So I'm doing good. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Every time Maddie wakes up the next morning, I'm like success. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I haven't had one CPS case done on me Me either. So I like, that's good. You know, but I did drop Maddie on her face. Now, mind you, this is when she was like five months old. Yeah. So scared the ever loving crap out of me. There's one of my fails, you know? We were at the pool at a hotel They back when they would let you, sw- you know, non-guest pay like five bucks a person to come swim, right? Yeah. And I had her sitting in my lap, and I don't know if I dozed off or she wiggled or she just, but dude, straight on the face, literally face, meat concrete. That's exactly what, and I, I picked her up. She's freaking out. I'm freaking out. I, t- I told my ex-wife, you know, I told April, my wife at the time, I was like, we got to go to the hospital. Yeah. Luckily oh. enough, the cartilage in her nose hadn't, she had, wasn't old enough and it hadn't solidified yet. So yeah. her nose was still real squishy. He said, and we got there, the doctor came in, he saw us quickly because she was an infant and he just looked at us and said, it's a scratch. Yeah. He's like, her cartilage isn't solidified enough. So she didn't break anything. You know, he felt pretty much her entire head was still a ball of the, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right so jackson I, man he couldn't have been no older than three or four uh-huh. right we're at academy and he's throwing a fit yeah. right so when we're walking out like he's he's just he's throwing a fit mm-hmm. so like i've got him i've got his arm trying to pick him up into the the car and he's like freaking out yeah they right? don't like that so like i i went to whoop him 
you know? Uh-huh. And when I did, I guess it just rained because the, you know, it was in one of those median curb circle things. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, like in the parking lot, how yeah, they've got it. Yeah, it's yeah. like the first parking spot, and then you have like the the little curb and all that. The, yeah, the gravel yeah. and stuff. Well, I went to whoop him, and when I did, he went to jump, and I hit him and knocked his legs out from oh, under shit. him. Yeah, and he got a bump on his forehead, and we had to take him to Hughley. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I was like, this is it. Like they're gonna call CPS. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know what to do, but they didn't. Yeah. Thank goodness. Like there was one time in my life with my daughter that I can remember that I was ready to seriously beat the ever loving crap out of a doctor. And the reason being is the doctor. So Maddie had quit breathing, right? Mm -hmm. And she was having a bunch of trouble breathing. We didn't know what to do or I didn't anyway. So I rushed her to the, to the ER out here in in town because I didn't know where else to take her. Well, we get there the doctor told us, you know, after a bunch of tests and x-rays, he told us. And now, mind you, she's like one and a half, right? Yeah. She has a collapsed lung. I flipped bleh. I mean, so bad. I just, I went off the rails. I'm like, are you sure? Are you 100% sure that she has a, has a collapsed lung? Yeah. He's like, yes. We need to get the um, teddy bear intensive care unit from Cook's Children's down here to transport her to Cook's. Yeah. I said, okay. So we did that. We got there. So the paramedic from the, from the intensive care unit came in and she was talking to April at the time and was telling her, she's like, I don't see what he's talking about. And so at this point I'm like, so does she, or does she not? She's like, well, we need to take her. We need to find out and verify it. So yeah, cause obviously this guy's an idiot. Yeah. And Luckily enough, come to find out she didn't have a collapsed lung. I went back to the hospital and I looked this doctor in his face. I said, if you ever tell another family that their child has something that wrong with them and you are not 100% certain or you don't find out a second opinion prior to telling them, I will personally come back here and whoop your ass. It's that simple. Yeah. Once I Once she said that, I found that doctor. I said, you're retarded. You shouldn't be a doctor, dude. Probably not. Yeah, one of the scariest moments in my life oh, I understand. when it came to my kid. I understand. You know, and... You remember what happened to us about two months ago? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we... I mean, obviously, at that point, yours is a little worse off no, situation, but... Not really. I mean... But... A collapsed lung is pretty serious. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you have to think, she, uh, she wasn't even two years old. Yeah. Freaked me out. So what what we were talking about at dinner with Jackson and Ashley having to go have a meeting with the teachers. Yeah. So they they were testing him for dyslexia and come to find out they don't think he has dyslexia. They think he has a learning disability like ADD or ADHD, or, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Because they say that when he when he reads and stuff, he's not retaining. And that's the same way with Maddie. So well, um, my thing is is and I told Ashley I said that's funny. I said because you know like when I read I have to like. We record in my office, the same place we record Project Unify. Yeah. And you notice I have notepads everywhere because I don't retain information either. I told Ashley that I said, it's funny. I said, you know, he can't remember, like, he can't retain information from school, but this boy can tell you every person who's in the NFL, uh-huh. their their position, 
their stats, their numbers, everything. Yes, yeah, everything. I said, but he can. I said he can't remember. I said, and the boy remembers everything about Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but the boy can't retain school information. Not to, not to mention wrestling and you know names of the wrestlers and yeah. their finishing moves and all that. I don't know. I kids or something else, man. Okay, let me ask you a question. What's that? You and Ashley still got married. Everything happened the way it has, but no kids. What would you do? What would I do? I, okay, it, knowing now, go back right as y'all got married, Wait, but right. never had kids. So, basically, basically the same question Jackson asked you, just no kids. What would I do? Yeah, uh, like how do you think your life would be different? Knowing what I know now. Knowing what you know now. I would If go you ahead, didn't have the kids. I would go ahead and, and tell Ashley, quit messing around with medical assisting school, with EMT school, with paramedic school. And I'd tell her just to go ahead and get nursing school. Yeah. Uh, RN, not uh-huh. LVN. Yeah. Uh, maybe I could save me six or seven years <laughs> out of the process because the girl's been in school the better part of a decade. Uh, I would do that. I would also go ahead and start Bible school. Yeah. But, you know, me at 23, right? No, I was 21 when we got married. Yeah, yes. 21. Me at 21 had no idea that I was going to become a youth pastor. I'd have probably laughed you out of a room if somebody were to tell me, hey, you know, when you turn 28, you're going to become a youth pastor. If somebody told me at, at the age of 28, God is really going to matter to you. Like, dude, I would have laughed them out of a room because even though I was a believer, like, yeah. a relationship with God was not important to me. Yeah. So, like, I would have went ahead and just go ahead and go through Bible school then. Because mm-hmm. at 21, it's a lot easier to get a four-year degree than it is at 27, 28, yeah. now 33. So, I would do that. Are you saying, like, I'm just going back to a time before I had kids? Or are you telling me, like, this new reality, I won't have kids? In this new reality, you will not have kids at all. Like, ever. Period. No matter what. Bro, y'all will never, ever, ever see me. We are vacationing <laughs> like nobody's business. Uh, I'm going to go to the gym Yeah, a lot more than, <laughs> than what we are now. Bro, I look, like, I look back on that time, right, at 21, and I'm like, I'm in a 36 jean. Mm-hmm. In an extra large shirt, and it fits kind of baggy. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, why did you not get on on top of it then? Because now, like, here I am, 33. I'm over 300 pounds, and I'm just now trying to start this this physical journey to get my life essentially back. Because if if I don't change nothing now, like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Like, my weight is going to kill me. It's not a matter if. If I keep going down this road, it's a matter of when. Yeah. Bro, was that a bug on me? Did you see that, or was it one of my mustache hairs? I think it was one of your mustache hairs. Bro, I almost freaked out. Did you have one tickle your nose? Yeah, like right here, and it felt like something landed (laughs) on... Dude. Dude. I would right every wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would right every wrong. Uh, I would make credit a priority. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, like, I would do pretty much anything that everybody else does. Because at 33, you're, you're pretty set in your career. Like me, I'm lucky enough, like if this doesn't work out, I have another career to go back on. I would not waste time in sales anymore. I would just go ahead and get in the steel industry. I would go ahead and get certified mm-hmm. in welding. Yeah. Uh, I would go ahead, you know. Get all your, get back on the CNC and all those machines and yeah, CAD dude. and program and all that. Yeah. Like I would just go ahead and do it then. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like I said, I'm fortunate enough. <laughs> 
that, you know, by the grace of God, if something happens and, and I can't be a minister anymore, I can go back to the steel industry and become a welding supervisor again or a machine shop supervisor, any kind of yeah. industrial supervisor, warehouse supervisor. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I, I was headhunted by companies for uh, warehouse managing because... Okay, so let me ask you this. if you, How much of that is because of your name and your father? None of it. Literally none of it. Okay. I was I just yeah. curious. I didn't yeah. know if because of your dad and his stature and in that industry. In the AWS. Yeah, in that industry, if that helped you no. get there. No. Uh, I started, like companies, even even when I was working at the, the company I worked for, I'm not going to say names just no. for legality issues of course uh i was hunted by different companies to to come work for them as a a supervisor yeah but what i'm talking about is like when i started working for the welding supply companies mm -hmm. uh the first one i had done this warehouse setup yeah right because i come into this company you know they just hired me to be the warehouse supervisor well i come in and i noticed that they have a network-wide way of doing their warehouse mm -hmm. and it's severely flawed yeah you know i would do inventory checks every day i would set up a system that i could randomly pick 25 uh items that we have in the inventory and i would do you know inventory checks. On them, yeah. yeah so then i started realizing too much stuff's coming back missing yeah like our numbers never match so i went in and redid this like Dewey decimal system uh -huh. uh, to better keep up with inventory. Yeah. Well, then I don't know how or why or what word started getting out to other competitors about my new warehouse system. And then I started getting headhunted by other warehouse companies. Well, why didn't you just go be a freelance warehouse manager? Because stuff like that doesn't pay. There's, there's not, believe it or not. And, and when I say, no, companies, I'm not, I'm not talking about like, Almost like an advisor role well, is what I'm talking about. Like going in, setting it up, training their actual warehouse guy, and making like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars for six months, and then moving on to another company. Because it's not like the the system that I had set up was like this magical thing. It wasn't a Dewey Decimal. System. Like, dude, I just it was very simple. I'm I'm almost certain other companies do what I do. Or what I did, what yeah. I come up with. I was working for a company out of Arlington, right? Well, uh -huh. they're technically based out of Shreveport, but the, they had a branch in Arlington. It was the first one I got uh, hired at, and I come up with this, and then uh, you know it just kind of spread throughout yeah. the company. Uh, not not even all the branches used it, but then I got headhunted by two of our competitors. One, uh, they were offering way too low. Yeah, uh, and then another was a more local company uh -huh. who's based out of Waco, but they had a branch here in my hometown of Cleburne. Yeah. He come after me, the store manager there, the branch manager there, mm -hmm. and he was like, what do I got to do to get you to come work for me? And I was like, more money. Yeah. And he was like, name your price. And not bad. Yeah, and, and so I did. But it, it, what I did was not like this magical thing. It wasn't some new... Yeah, I didn't high come class, up with like high tech way or Yeah, something. I didn't come up with a new software, but in the the ten months that I worked for this company, we went from a a thirty like a thirty percent deficit in in inventory. Yeah, which doesn't seem a lot on a grand scale, but it is when you're talking dollars and cents. Oh yeah, you know because if you're not accounting for that money, that's money lost. Yep. You know, I went from in in ten months, I went from a thirty 
30% deficit down to an 8% deficit just in 10 months. Just because I, I set up a new system that categorized our items, you have like gloves over here and then you would have more gloves over here and then you would have uh, you know a stick weld over here. You would have a TIG weld over here. Yeah. Well, instead of doing that, I went in and I put all the gloves in in items over here. I put, but then I, I categorize them in in like le- leather gloves, cut resistant. But yeah, and then like, like that. E- yeah. even that, I would go in 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 items that were the same. I would then itemize those by brand. So yeah. you had all the Tillman right there. Uh-huh. You had all Norton discs right here, and even like different kinds of discs, like wire wheels, regular grinder, cutter, yeah, it whatever. Was, it was simple. You want to keep all the stuff that's it's easier to pull because if you if you're pulling an order with four different types of gloves, you don't want to be going across. Yeah, you want to be no... able to go down the line and pull those four gloves, throw them on there, and get going. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't rocket science. I didn't come up with some fancy software system. Yeah. It was cleaning up a defective warehouse, and then another warehouse wanted me to come do that for them. Okay, so long story short, your father had nothing to do with you doing any of this. No, because I was on a different side of the industry Okay, at that point. Now, uh, the only thing he really had anything to do with me about was uh, me getting into the industry. Uh, yeah, and that was the same with my dad. Yeah. I mean, because don't get me wrong, I, I love welding. You know, my dad was a welder inspector just like your dad was for, you know, what, 35, 38 years, something like that. My dad was only a welding inspector for 12 years before he got his engineering. Well, I know that's, but that's what I'm saying. My dad did, did it, did both welding and inspection for 35, 38 years. Yeah. And then, you know, he, uh, once he got done with all that. He went to work at the school district here in town for their maintenance department as their welder. Yeah. You know, and um, I thought, you know, every kid's dream is to work with their dad. Or at least. No. Well, okay. I did. No. I tried. I tried. I wanted to work with my dad. He taught me how to weld. Yeah. And I worked with him over the summers and for about a year and a half to two years full time. And then he started getting sick. Yeah. So... I and dude, I almost I almost didn't go to work for AT&T cuz I didn't want to leave him. Yeah. You know, and he he brought me into the welding shop and he straight looked at me and said, "If you don't go, I will knock you out." Yeah. And now mind you, dad's a golden glove boxer. So he could have done it pretty easily. Oh, yeah. So on one of the school campuses, we built this really huge tall lamp post. And uh, it's actually over at Cook, that big tall lamppost right in front of their ramp that goes in the building. Mm-hmm. So the top bracket that hold the lights, I welded that. And that was the third time, no, second time my dad told me he was proud of me because my bead looked good, it was welded, and it still hadn't I broke. I bet you dirt daubed the crap out of I it. I did not. I bet you did. I did not. Let me go up in there and inspect it. Okay. It's probably not. It's probably been re-welded. I mean, how long ago was that? Oh, jeez. I was probably 17. It. You dirt dobbed it. I swear to God, I didn't. <laughs> you I swear to God, it. I didn't. No, but. No, that was, you know, that was the one thing I never wanted to do. You know, dad offered me a couple of times to come 
to come work for him, especially after I actually, because here's the deal. Like, so when I graduated high school, I wanted to be a firefighter. Yeah. And I had done everything. I even started the, the fire academy, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And then dad was like, listen, you're graduated. I'm moving to Bedford. Either you stay down here, find a place to live, find a place to survive and stay in school here. Or you can move up there and try and transfer somewhere. Well, after I moved up there, I was, I was over it, you know, yeah. cause I was like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. You know, because somebody pretty much had to hold my hand and walk me through the the enrollment process. Because uh-huh. that was one thing my parents never pushed on me was college. Yeah. When I graduated, I was like, cool, what do I do now? And see, that's another thing. Everybody from high-level executives to politicians to regular, all these advertisements you hear, college, 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 college. No. Screw that. Like, like for example, my ex-wife kept pushing, Maddie's going to go to college. Maddie's going to go to college. I straight up looked at her and said, no, she's not. Not if she doesn't want to. If she wants to go over here and be a plumber, she can go be a plumber. If she wants to go over here and be an electrician, she can go be an electrician, a carpenter, a welder. Vocational school for trades are just as good for college, or if not better than college, in my opinion. I'm forcing my son to go to college. Well, you okay? First of all, that's fine because your son has a better success rate to get a scholarship for some sport. I'm not saying not that he, I'm not, not saying that he will, but I'm saying not from if, if, Who knows? Yeah, I mean it'd be a minor college, but I'm not. I'm not trying but, to. But but what happens yeah. if he? What happens if if say a junior college that has a football team or a baseball team decides to give him a two year scholarship? Then he goes over there and he does freaking awesome. And then a minor league team or, or you know, a, a four-year college says, hey, we'll bring you over here. Yeah. You know, I, I see, mean, and it steps up. I, so I joke. I'm going to let him do what he wants. If he wants to go into welding, let him go into welding. I, I don't and, care. And, and, and like I said, I'm not specifically saying yeah. welding just because both of our yeah. guys did it. I'm just saying trade a schools, vocational, yeah. a vocational, a trade is perfectly fine. Yeah, absolutely. Perfectly fine. Look at me. I didn't go to college. Look at me. I'm in the information technology field. I've been doing it for 20 years. You technically did go to college. Okay, I didn't get a college degree. Let me rephrase that. I got certifications. There's a difference because the school I went to is technically a vocational trade school. Oh, yeah. So what I'm saying is you don't have to go to a four-year degree, get hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to end up maybe possibly having a job. Yeah. Well, see, Whereas Jackson, if you go do a trade, yeah, Jackson, apprenticeship, internship, boom, you're there. Yeah, Jackson talks about uh, he wants to be a, a SWAT officer. I'm cool with it. Like Ashley's kind of worried, you know, about being a police officer and yeah. his time, and it's only getting worse. But like even then, we want him to go to a four year school and get a degree in criminal justice. To me, that's more acceptable. We're not gonna. Than, all right. So like, I don't want Maddie saying pushing her to college and then right. she just comes out with a general studies degree. Yeah, like I don't. I let me retract my statement. We're not gonna force him. But like my parents didn't make college seem to me as an option because like my dad, he, he never graduated high school. And, uh, and then he, he ended up with an, enge- an engineering degree by the time it was all said and done. Yeah. So, I mean, it is possible. But, like, they never they never make college an option for us. Like, help us. Uh, so, and, and plus, I mean, you know, my senior year, like, I barely even made it out. You know? Uh, at that point, yeah. I was like, bro, I'm just going to live off my dad for the rest of my life, which ultimately backfired. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, 
But no, she I, she was a savior in sorts. I want to uh, I want to make I want to make it available. But anyways, to get back to my original <laughs> point, yeah, I went to the fire academy, and then my dad he came to me when we got to Bedford because he saw like my motivation was gone. Mm-hmm. So he told me he said, "Son, if you want to go to welding school, I'll pay for welding school." And I told him, I said, well, I said, what do you think about paying for me to go back to the fire academy? And he told me, he said, no, I'm not going to pay for that. But if you want to go to welding school, I'll pay for welding school. And I was like, bro, are you serious? Like, and I had no desire to get into the industry because of that. Yeah. And so then when I did, you know, my dad, so in the later part of his life, he, even though he was doing engineering work and QC work for companies, yeah, uh, you know, a bunch of offshore companies, uh, he had a, a old colleague of his start a welding inspector school where they train and certify welding inspectors. And yeah. he wanted my dad to get in on the business with them. Uh, the guy was going to float all the startup costs. He was going to give my dad percentage in the company. And yeah, well then my dad was like, well, and this was, you know, I was a supervisor for, you know, the company I was working for. And uh-huh. I, I wasn't a, the warehouse guru that I was. I was yeah. just a a lead man at a steel uh, company and uh, my dad called me and he was like, what do you think about coming to live down here for uh, 12 weeks? And I was like, bro, I can't just uproot my family for 12 weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not for free to go to school. And he was like, no, I'll pay for it. He was like, all you have to do is come down here for 12 weeks and go through school. I was like, dad, I have a wife and a kid and a kid on the way. Yeah. I was like, I cannot uproot them to go down there to live with you for 12 weeks and live off of y'all for 12 weeks while I go through this course to hopefully maybe get a welding inspector job when I'm management already where I'm at. Yeah. So, like, I had absolute no desire to work for them or work with them. Not that I, I love my dad, but I and that was another thing with my dad being who he was in the AWS. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to make my own path. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be there and people, you know, the guys in the shop look at me and be like, oh, well, he's only here because he's Robert Lawrence's kid. Yeah. You know, like I didn't want that. So, you know, and there was lucky enough as, as well known as my dad was in the AWS. There's only been two times that I've, I've even been questioned about who my dad was. Uh, that was one time at the steel company in Burleson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had just hired a new welding inspector. He was the head of QC. The yeah. company, he come up to me, he was talking to me one day, and, uh, you know, he was a certified welding teacher yeah. through the AWS. So he come to me, and, and we were talking, and he was like, well, what's your name? And I said, Andrew. And he said, Andrew what? And I said, Andrew Lawrence. And he looked at me, he goes, are you any kin to a Robert Lawrence? And I was like, <sighs> I don't want to say yes, but I have to. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that's, that's my dad. And he was like, how are you not my boss right now? I was like, because I don't want it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't need the pressure of everybody thinking that I o- I am only in a position I get because of him. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why I enjoy youth ministry so much because it's so far from what my father did. <laughs> that like, <laughs> like a lot. No pastor from Utah is going to come to me and be like, by any chance you Robert Lawrence's kid? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really weird if they did. Well, they must have a, a history in welding if they did. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way they're going to know it. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh it seems like a good place to stop. I think it was a good episode. We had a, a rough start there, and we had to restart, which that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. You know, like I said, kids always starts the conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I can almost guarantee you with, with how my kids are, like, we'll have a story just about every week. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Believe me, they they still don't even. Well, some of them probably will, depending on who listens. But they don't even know the whole Fat Boy story. No. That'd be a fun one to get into next week. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what else you got? Anything? We done? Haul yeah, butt out of here. And, yeah. What time? It's eleven o'clock, bro. Oh, dude. Time to go home and go to bed for real. But all right, guys. We'll uh, tune in next week. Well, Marshall, or the week after, or the week after. Yeah, you know, Marshall, he's gonna try a new dating site, and I'm gonna. I am still not trying gonna to try a new dating site, and then I'm still gonna be trying to do my taxes because I don't know how to. Because Andrew doesn't know how to math. My my wife has been doing our taxes since we got together. So, but all right, guys, uh, Marshall, I love you. I love you too, Andrew. All right, see you guys next week. All right, later, bud.